0: Hi, I'm Rob, and this is another episode of Rewind and Review. As always, I'm joined by the guy who is just completely out of this world,
1: Jason. That's me. I don't even know if I'm here right now.
0: Spacing out. Spacing (laughs) Spacing out right (laughs) now. Welcome to Rewind and Review, uh, the retrospective podcast where we have a look at an existing property from the past, delve into its legacy, discuss how it's held up over time, and even give our own personal experiences. Did we watch it as a kid or sometime later in our lives?
1: This episode of Rewind and Review will look at the wholesome yet traumatising science fiction film, which (laughs) celebrates its 40th anniversary this year in 2022.
0: Yeah, so keep it hidden from your mum, find a stylish blonde wig and don't forget to phone home as we rewind to the year 1982.
1: swinging 60s here i come baby yeah go back to then when now
0: now now
1: Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts there's definitely a very slim chance we'll survive
0: 1982. Can you believe that by this year, Steven Spielberg had only directed six movies? Um, it was Jewel in uh, 1971, The Sugarland Express in 74, of course, Jaws in 75, Close Encounters of the Third Kind in 77, 1941 in 1979, and of course Raiders of the Lost Ark in 1981. Um, so we already achieved directorial greatness. Steven Spielberg took on the science fiction genre once again, but with a family-orientated twist to it. We are, of course, talking about E.T. the Extraterrestrial.
1: Directed and produced by Steven Spielberg and written by Melissa Matheson, E.T. the Extraterrestrial's concept was based on an imaginary friend that Spielberg created after his parents' divorce.
0: Yeah, after a gentle alien becomes stranded on Earth the being is discovered and befriended by a young boy named Elliot, played by Henry Thomas. Uh, bringing the extraterrestrial into his suburban California house, Elliot introduces E.T., as the, um, which is the alien, that's how he dubs him, to his brother Michael, played by Robert McNaughton, um, and his sister Gertie, played by, very young, Drew Barrymore.
1: The children decide to keep its existence a secret including from their mother, Mary, who's played by Dee Wallace. Soon, however, E.T. falls ill, resulting in government intervention and a dire situation for both Elliot and the alien.
0: Be warned that if you, for some reason, haven't seen E.T. the Extraterrestrial yet, but you you want to, go watch it first before listening to this episode because we are going to be talking spoilers. Um, So, our personal experience, Jason... Tell me about your history with this film. Have you seen it before? Yes, a
1: handful of times, of course, absolutely. Um, I mean, Give me I, a number. I, I don't know, around 10-ish. Look, yeah, movie, nice. As like we said, it. the movie, it's been 40 years, which is amazing. I have not reached yes. that length of life yet, but in yes. my 30-something years of life, um yes, I have I have of course watched this. Um definitely as a kid, I remember being introduced to it by my sister who said, This is a movie that makes me cry every time. And yep. I mean, yeah, yeah, I get it. It's like I said, it's wholesome, it's sweet, it's a it's a science fiction movie from the point of view of kids. As a child watching yep. it, you get engrossed in that that kind of viewpoint. <laughs> And then it's definitely 100% traumatising as you get to the third act. It's horrific. uh... It is is
0: (laughs) indeed. It is indeed. Um, In fact, I forgot about a fair amount of it. Um, So uh, we'll talk about that. But I uh, personally, I think I've seen this movie probably maybe five or six times, thereabouts. And it hadn't been for quite a while. And I did watch it yesterday uh, in preparation for this episode. And I'm so, so glad that we are... We are uh, reviewing a movie that is actually older than me, because usually it's not that case. Um, but I have not reached the 40-year mark, thank yeah. God.
1: There's not many course. movies older yeah. than yeah? you. You yeah. almost outlive Hollywood, I think.
0: Well, not in not in, in colour. No, of course. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, but uh, yeah, so this one, I'll tell you what, yeah, so it's probably been about, I reckon probably fifteen or twenty years since I saw it. I reckon.
1: Wow, that's really? a long time. Like I, I find yeah. like it's one that I revisit every now and then. It's not like, you know, one where it's like I go out of my way to, to watch it. It's just something mm-hmm. that it's like you know what, I feel like revisiting ET. Let's let's get it done. Um, yeah, it's yeah you know and you know every five years is kind of a bit of an anniversary. You know, five years ago mm-hmm. it was the thirty fifth anniversary. Five years before that it was 30 years. So it's sort of like, oh wow, you know, let's let's get it done. But 40 is a big yeah. number. 40 years. So this obviously 40. is a movie, not just for us, but like for for everyone, really. This movie's been around mm. for a while. And be you know, it's such a signature Amblin film. Amblin. Yeah. Steven Spielberg, it's one of yeah. his greats. He has many greats, yeah. but it's 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 one of those ones where it's like, if you think Steven Spielberg, you're thinking Jaws. Raiders of the Lost Ark, or Indiana Jones as a whole, yeah. Jurassic Park—you know those kind of movies—and then yeah, you think yeah. ET. It's always, you know, and there's probably a handful of other ones, but it's really it's mainly those that you go to. So mm. it's a big deal. ET is, even though very small, a big deal.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, and I, 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 it's been so long since I watched this movie that there were so many elements of it that I just did not remember. I. For so There's so many things, like the connection between, as fundamental as that is, the connection between E.T. and and Elliot, I just for some reason just didn't have it in my mind. And when I was watching it, it's like I was watching it for the first time again. It was really, really, really something well, else. Like on that. like I,
1: I, I remember watching this as a kid, not really understanding mm-hmm. what was happening with that connection thing. Like... Mm-hmm. Like that, they're always kind of washed over me. So I remember at some point rewatching it later in life, going like, "Oh wow, there's like this whole weird, like symbiotic kind of connection thing that they've got, and that's just like, why is yeah. this? Has this always been an element? So mm. yeah, it's weird.
0: <laughs> and it's so even weird thinking about you know the drinking scene um, and stuff like that, and while while he's in school and the way he's acting, and I, for some reason that was not top of mind." um you know as my experience it's more like you said the third act that's the stuff that's really stuck with me over all the years yeah um just watching it again that
1: image of et all yeah. dried up and shriveled up at the waterbed and you're just like yep that's that's engraved in the brain
0: yeah
1: <laughs> that's where your brain goes yeah
0: the one when, when he when he's when he's in the river that's like yeah
1: but that's i remember like, also like oh, yeah i remember like watching this recently and I'm trying to, in my mind, because, you know, like there was mm. the special edition version, which we'll talk about in a moment. And there's there's extra scenes. Yeah. But I remember watching, mm. it must have been multiple times, the, like the special edition version. So there are those extra scenes. Like I'm waiting for the bit where, you know, E.T. Yeah. opens up, you know, like a can of cola or whatever, and it explodes in his face. And it didn't happen in this mm. movie. And I'm like, oh, that must be in the special edition. Okay, mm. cool, cool, cool.
0: It's extended stuff, yeah.
1: It was just weird how, like, you get used to watching a certain version of the film that you almost think, no, that is the that is the true version. But
0: yeah, yeah, I am. Um, I have to admit, I I definitely saw the true version um, for in my recent viewing on Amazon Prime. Um, but uh, I've I've certainly seen uh, the extended and things like that. And so there was definitely for myself as well I was expecting a couple of other extra ones that weren't there because um, I couldn't quite remember where where they should have been and shouldn't be. Um, but then again, the special special editions, if I had seen them, would have been in the last twenty years. So anyway, um, oh no, well, twenty years ago actually, that's when it was released. Um, let's let's talk about uh, oh yeah, let's just go through the legacy of, of the film. So amazingly, that this movie cost you know back in eighty two dollars, um, it was ten point five million, but it made uh, seven. 194.9, almost um, almost 795 million worldwide, which also included its free releases as well. Um, so in 1983, ET surpassed Star Wars to become the highest-grossing film of all time. In fact, I believe it held the highest-grossing film until Jurassic Park. I believe Jurassic Park overtook it. Um, so, good really, on you, Steven Spielberg making dollars.
1: Who's the winner here, old Spielberg? Yeah. So definitely a success. Critically, um, look, there's no beating around the bush here. It received universal acclaim. Playing as both an exciting sci-fi adventure and a remarkable portrait of childhood, Steven Spielberg's touching tale of a homesick alien remains a piece of movie magic for young and old. 99% so close on Ron Tomatoes from 136 <laughs> reviews. That's an average of 9.3 out of 10 Metacritic 91 out of hundred based on 30 reviews and cinema score, the old coveted a plus our mate Roger yeah. Ebert gave it four out of four stars stating this is not simply a good move. That's not how he sounds. This is not simply a good movie. <laughs> it is one of those movies that brush away our cautions and win our hearts.
0: Yeah, I have to admit, I don't know who the uh, that one percent, um, on the Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> that, that one review or whatever I out don't, I don't, I don't well, of 172 people, probably,
1: probably about two people. Yeah,
0: <laughs> two people. They clearly didn't have a very good childhood. They clearly, 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 would beaten as children or something. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they just, they just they didn't They don't have any love act. in their heart.
1: No, they couldn't handle that third yeah. act. And maybe that was like, nope, negative review, throw it out there.
0: I'm ready yeah, maybe under guess. six. Go for it. Maybe it got him too much. Maybe it made it was too emotional. Too
1: emotional. Impactful. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. ET just terrified um, shit out of him.
0: <laughs> Yeah, football I think maybe. I mean, where are his legs? He the shit out of the kids where in the Where are his legs? <laughs> oh, the way he screams! And you know, like Drew Animal ah. screams, and, and, and you know, Elliot screams. They're like, arr, 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 "It's so good." When he you know r- the, runs it around with his hands in the air, it's just so good. The first oh, time I Elliot screams
1: like with joy, yeah, I like it's it's so it's so crazy. And then watch this like, mm-hmm. recent. I was like, "Oh, do you know what? He's still a bit drunk." But then later, he does the same thing, yeah. not drunk, and I'm like,
0: "No, that's just how he." screams of excitement (laughs) and and it's it feels so genuine we'll talk about it all later let's talk awards quickly um so at the 55th academy awards it was nominated for nine oscars including best picture won four um, best sound best original score um best sound effects editing and best visual effects um i think oh i can't remember 100 but i think it lost best picture to gandhi
1: it was gandhi yes and yeah,
0: yeah. And who was the. And oh, that was oh, actually God. directed by Richard Attenborough.
1: That's the one, yeah. And you know what? Attenborough himself, he mm. said he was like, he actually truly believed ET was going to win. And he also says that yeah. he, he believes it he deserved to win. But, <laughs> you know, accepted um, the Oscar graciously.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but, oh, I mean, it just there you go. I mean, the highest acclaim that you could, you could get is from someone like Richard Attenborough, you know? um and oh yeah, it's, it's just, oh, I remember reading that as well, I was pretty impressed. Anyway, um, so 40th Golden Globe Awards, it won Best Picture um, for Drama and Best Original Score. Um, so a bit of a nod there again to um, um Mr Williams. Uh, it was also nominated and won Saturn, BAFTA and Grammy Awards, amongst others. Um, in American Film Institute polls, um, the AFI polls, ET was voted the 24th greatest film of all time, 44th most ha- heart pounding and the sixth most inspiring um other afi polls rated as having the 14th greatest music score um and as the third greatest science fiction one and you can't really debate any of that really can you? Um, <laughs> the, the lion et phone home um was ranked uh 15 on afis 100 years 100 movies quotes list um not a surprise at all it's listed by time as one of 100 best movies ever made I mean, 1994 was selected um, for preservation in the US National Film Registry. It's been culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant.
1: It's, it's, one, of those. Be, it's one of those.
0: Yeah, one of them ones. Probably, um, I guess that would be, this was Spielberg's seventh one, so probably the seventh <laughs> Spielberg film that get put in that list. <laughs> you know,
1: I, I was guaranteed they're probably all in there, 100%. <laughs> So Probably. I can't confirm that at this point in time. But like just just on the E.T. The e. phone home quote, hmm. I love how the first time it's actually said in this movie isn't actually said yeah. it that way. E.T. says E.T. Yeah. home phone. And then it's yeah. the kids that re-jiggle it and say E.T. phone home. And yeah. then E.T. says E.T. phone home. But it's yeah. um, classic. I mean, it's classic. It's, yeah. It's one it's of those... Lines. It's one of those lines. All right, let's talk Brilliant. the let's talk the ET franchise and um, the many, 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 many sequels. And the tv series and the animated show and actually no there was there was a cancelled <laughs> there was a cancelled feature length sequel um spielberg and matheson wrote a treatment for a sequel in 1982 to be titled et2 nocturnal fears stupid title um elliot and his friends yeah. would have been kidnapped by evil aliens and would need to contact et for help hmm. Crazy. Spielberg decided against pursuing it, feeling it would do nothing but rob the original of its virginity. E.T. is not about going back (laughs) to the planet. Thank God, someone with sense. Madness. On June 28th, 2022, Henry Thomas, of course, the very own Elliot here, um, revealed that he hopes a feature-length sequel never gets made, um, but added, mm. I guarantee you, there are a few men in a very big room now salivating and using their abacus and slide rules to come up with some really, really big numbers. Yeah. So, confirmed. Now, crossover, E.T., Fast and Furious, it's happening. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dom Toretto, they no, go what, what, to space, they meet up with the, <laughs> with the ET race.
0: And... Now, what we need is um, we need ET and um, Men in Black crossover. Oh, that's what we need.
1: Well, I was thinking, Bruce. I was thinking, I was trying to keep it all <laughs> universal, but um, you know, if we want to do some Sony crossovers, that's that's fine. Now, look, there was. Um, in a way, a short film sequel. On November 28th, 2019, during NBC's broadcast of the 93rd Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, Xfinity released a four-minute commercial directed by Lance Accord titled A Holiday Reunion. This mm. is essentially a commercial. Um, yeah. It stars Henry Thomas reprising his roles, Elliot, now an adult with a family of his own. Julian Hoyak plays his wife, Grace, while uh, Sebastian Bourgeois and Olivia Drews played their children, Elliot Jr. Mm-hmm. and Maggie. Um, the story follows ET as he returns to Earth for the holiday season and focuses on the importance of bringing family together. I mean, this was a cute little thing. It's, it's nothing too major, it's a four minute mm. little thing. It's nice. It's I cool. have to
0: admit, I haven't seen it. I don't, My, no, I
1: I don't. I even yeah. sent it to you. As pre
0: homework. <laughs> yes, I know. I saw it pop up, but I didn't see it. I didn't oh, see well. it yet? You've got the um, link. You can but, watch it when but, you've got a
1: spare four minutes. Look it up on YouTube. Easy to find.
0: It's it. Yeah. All yeah, right. Absolutely. Is now, it worth it? Watching though?
1: Yeah. Look, it's four minutes. It's worth watching. It's cute. And look, <laughs> Henry Thomas is back. You know, which is cool. And ET looks like ET, so it's oh, mm. very cute. Look, the I mentioned the. The special edition version so this was the 20th anniversary version as it's officially called so this extended yeah. version of the film dubbed the special edition um which is now currently out of circulation included mm. altered dialogue and visual effects it premiered at the shrine auditorium in la on march 16th to uh, t- 2002 that was a hard year to say um it was released on home <laughs> media six days later So what have we got? Certain shots of E.T. had bothered Spielberg since, you know, 82, Mm. as he did not have enough time to perfect the animatronics. Um, CGI provided by Industrial Light and Magic, you know, ILM, Mm -hmm. uh, was used to modify several shots, including one of E.T. running in the opening sequence and being spotted in the cornfield. The spaceship's design was also altered to include more lights. The first flying sequence where Elliot and E.T. fly on their bicycle through the forest now had a cape of Elliot's Halloween costume flap in the wind as it appeared to have originally been intended to be. Scenes shot for but not included in the original version were introduced. These included E.T. taking a bath and Gertie telling Mary that Elliot, um, you know, went to the forest on Halloween Uh, Mary's dialogue during the off-screen argument with Michael about his Halloween costume was altered to replace the word terrorist with hippie. Spielberg became more sensitive about the scene where gun-wielding federal agents confront Elliot and his escaping friends and had them digitally replaced with walkie-talkies. Yes. Yeah. I remember that Uh, as well. Censorship. (laughs) (laughs) From the owner. Um, The 2 disk DVD release, which followed on October 22nd, Two thousand and two contained the original mm. theatrical and twentieth anniversary extended versions of the film. Spielberg, and this is what I love, Spielberg personally demanded that the release feature both versions. So for that, George Lucas.
0: That's great. You know, there is there's one scene that was sh- um, shot that never, and hasn't really ever been released. Um, and that was um, with Harrison Ford as a school's principal. It has um, been
1: released. It has that, been released. Has it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we can talk about that oh. now. We can talk about that now. Harrison yeah. Ford yeah. was cast and filmed a scene as Elliot's school principal. Yes. During post-production, the scene was cut. It featured his character reprimanding Elliot for his behaviour in biology class and warning of the dangers of underage drinking. He is then taken mm. aback as Elliot's chair Rises from the floor while ET is levitating his phone equipment. Ford's face is never seen. The footage of this scene has survived and was included in the 1996 Laserdisc release as a bonus feature. It was My not included God. on the DVD and Blu ray releases that followed. So you can watch it, and it is on YouTube.
0: Okay, there you go, and watch um, it. So I, I had yeah, I had read it, um, and I read about it, and it was you know done in that style of you know as you see throughout the rest of the film without seeing the adults, you know, from the children's perspective, yeah. So you can't really see his face, um, from what I was reading. So. A,
1: it is an interesting thing that they do in this movie with the mm. with the adults, except for the mum, and then later mm-hmm. on that one you know federal agent character, but. The mum yep. is the only character where you see her face and the, the full. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some shots of adults' faces, but they're at a distance yeah. or it's a quick glance. Mm. And I love the choice of doing that. Like I said, the point of view of the kids or of E.T. as well, where it's like, you know, yep. they're looking up in the world where all the adults are sort of antagonistic in a way, even though yeah. they're not necessarily, but even like the teacher, it's, you know, and I know Spielberg said it's it's to mimic sort of like the Tex Avery sort of cartoons, but it does create mm. a sense of like, you know, like we can't really trust the adults. So we have to keep this amongst us kids because we're the only ones that are going to do the right thing. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, it's a interesting thing that they do. This movie. Yeah,
0: I think so too. Um, so there was a novelization sequel. So William, um, well, this is a good one. Cotswinkle. Um, William Cotswinkle, the author of the film's novelisation, wrote a, se- a sequel to um, E.T., The Book of the Green Planet, which was published in 1985. Um, in this, E.T. returns home to the planet um, Brodo Asogi, um, but is subsequently demoted and sent into exile. He attempts to return to Earth by effectively breaking all of Brodo Asogi's laws. That's a very different tone. <laughs> <That> sounds crap. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it sounds crap. Don't think I'd watch that. Um, considering it it doesn't like use demoted and all that or whatever um, you know they're just they're a race of um, like herbologists and and all of that kind of thing you know like biologists or whatever whatever the the trade is whatever the um... so that that sounds like a terrible um, terrible idea also what else is terrible um, is the video game that Atari produced so Atari produced a video game based on the film um, for the Atari 2600 the game was rushed in five weeks um, to release within the 1982 holiday season. The game was critically panned with nearly every aspect of the game facing criticism. Um, now, it's considered to be one of the worst video games ever made. Uh, it was a commercial factor and considered to be, um, the commercial factor was considered to be a major contributing factor to um to the video game industry crash of 1983. So not only is it a terrible game, but it actually crashed the entire industry, which is-
1: Well, that's, um, that's what they that's say. A, that's, a what...
0: Feat. that's a feat. <laughs> um, it's frequently re- referenced and mocked in pop culture as a cautionary tale about the dangers of rushing video game development and studio interference. But I would have to say that even since 1983, they still make the same mistakes, probably just not to the, uh, the same degree. Um, now, uh, initially deemed as an urgent urban legend um, that as a result of overproduction and returns, millions of unsold cartridges were secretly buried um, somewhere in New Mexico um, covered with a layer of concrete. Uh, I think I also read a uh, I oh, may, may have actually watched an episode on Mythbusters or something about that as well, about Urban Legends. But anyway, in tw- uh, 2014, it was confirmed that um, the landfill site contained many ET cartridges, among other games. So they were buried, just not under a layer of concrete, I don't think, um, because they're yeah. not radioactive. common No, nah, they were just but
1: dumped. They were just dumped. That's... There was just so many. No one was buying them or people were yeah. taking them back.
0: Have, you, have was, you seen videos of that
1: game? It's, yeah, one hundred percent. lots of, um, yeah. you know, there's various different like sort of video game sort of documentaries and stuff out there, or, or pro, you know, like, mm. and, um, is there a show? I can't think of a couple of the different names, but it, it it's constantly referred to, um, you know, when when going over that sort of era, <laughs> like the '80s mm. and and what happened to Atari at that time. Yeah, um, and yeah, literally, it was churned out. It's it's a it is essentially a puzzle game, but the puzzles are garbage. Um, you find yourself yeah. in an endless loop of just oh getting trapped in in certain pockets yeah. of the game, and you can't get out of it. It's just yeah, yeah, just garbage Buggy as
0: hell. Buggy. Yeah, yeah,
1: just not a good game. And yeah. but th- there's a commercial for this um, for this game, which you can also find. Everything's on YouTube. It's all there. It's a nice commercial. Mm. It's very wholesome. It's very Christmassy. Gets your festive. It's um very exciting. Okay, a theme park ride based on the film debuted at Universal Studios Florida on June seventh, nineteen ninety. The forty million dollar attraction features ET saying goodbye to visitors by name, along with his home planet. This is the mm. ET Adventure. There's a um, right. it's pretty cool. You can again, all on YouTube. You can watch like the whole sort of presentation and then the ride you actually go on these little bicycle things you don't have to pedal it just sort of it sort of hangs you up kind of thing and you're going along almost like a what's the best example almost like a chairlift kind of thing but it's on a track
0: yeah okay
1: and you're flying over like what's sort of like the town and there's like cars coming Mm. at you and stuff like the the government agents and Pretty freaky, pretty mm. freaky. And then yeah, you have to actually give them your name. And then the ET puppet at the end says goodbye to you and actually says your name. It's very cute. There's an introduction no. with Steven Spielberg. It's all very cool, I suppose. Again, on you. Sounds cool. <laughs> it sounds cool.
0: Star Wars. Um, so little, little known fact, um, unless you're a Star Wars fan, um, so at Sam Spielberg's suggestion, George Lucas included members of E.T.'s species as some background characters in uh, Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace. Um, I believe you see them in the, uh, they're in like the, what is it, like the big political sphere thingy. That, you know, <laughs> the political yeah. sphere. The, what, what, are they, what are they, the part of the um, the Republic. No, not the Republic. They're, oh, I can't even remember what they're bloody called. Yeah, All those politi- politi- politicians so yeah
1: when like palpatine's been elected mm. or something isn't he all like i don't know stepping up to do his thing
0: yeah, I we, yeah. we talked about it so. when we
1: did when we did the phantom we thing. did we, we did.
0: did i just can't remember what they call what they call it themselves
1: council they're not the know.
0: republic yeah the count i don't know they're not the council that's the jedi you fool And um, they're <laughs> the <Jedi council. laughs> um anyway council. um What's what's interesting though, if you want to, if you really want to go down the, the rabbit hole on it, there's also a Yoda in this movie. So, ET sees Yoda, and then he he reacts in a funny way. Now, that's not in any way a, that's not a nod from you know, Spielberg linking them at that point, but it is interesting that they link them out, you know, they link further on. You know, in the year two thousand. Um, So does this mean that they're a shared universe? I guess it does. Well, I think it's
1: always an interesting thing. Like, is he, does he recognise Yoda or, like, the race of Yodas? Or is it more more like, hey, that guy looks like an alien, Mm. therefore potentially a friend? Uh, I don't know. But it is is
0: interesting. I, I interpret it as, oh, that guy's an alien, so he's my friend. Um, but you know, you could just because it's in you know, you see the ET aliens in in um, Star Wars, and uh, you know uh, the next point that we've got here, Elliot has Star Wars action figures in his bedroom. Um, so Boba Fett's there, Lando Car- Calrissians there. Um, like yeah, it's
1: yeah. I mean, it's it is inter- I mean, is it, it definitely is interesting, right? Like, or is this just us being being nerdy? The ET race. <coughs> exists in the star wars universe and star wars exists in this universe that et's in that's cool yeah, brilliant that's cool we're right excited it. about it, that it. right yeah
0: it's as if spielberg um and lucas were friends or something <laughs> <laughs> or or, or co- collaborators collaborators so yeah interesting
1: i want to talk about batman versus et and you might be like what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, totally. Unless, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless, of course, <laughs> you've seen the 2022 film Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Chip, the one with the brown with the little black nose, is shown watching a film called Batman versus ET, which is exactly what, what it sounds like. Um, ET is shown meeting and fighting Batman. <laughs> That's it. There's also a billboard for the movie, also shown. <laughs> in the field that's
0: fantastic i haven't seen <laughs> that movie i haven't seen the videos on youtube i unfortunately um am in the dark when it comes to E.T. and the dark knight fighting um, <laughs> let's, let, let's talk about the Ambler logo because it is quite you know it is quite um interesting that you know this is this is really where it originates from um and i tell you what when i was watching the movie um you know my wife, Laura turned around and she, she goes, it's coming, it's coming. And then when you see him fly across the moon, you're like, there it is. There's the logo. Um, <laughs> you know, and that music swelling, it's so cool. But anyway, um, so Amblin Entertainment Incorporated, um, fully named, uh, Amblin Productions, um, and Steven Spielberg Productions it's a film production company, um, founded by, um, uh, director and producer Steven Spielberg, um, and film producers Kathleen Kennedy and Frank Marshall, so you know, long time collaborators. Um, and it was founded in, in 1980. Um, Amblin is named after Spielberg's first commercially released film Amblin, um, as in ambling around, Amblin in 1968. Uh, it was a short independent film about a man and a woman hitchhiking through the desert. Uh, the logo, as you, everyone would be familiar with, um, it features a silhouette of ET riding Elliot's bicycle. Um, uh, you know, f- riding in Elliot's um, basket on his bike across the moon in front of the moon, which is so, such an iconic, iconic thing. Um, the original logo appeared in some of the company's first um, company's films during their end credits, um, and in some cases, the beginning of the movie. Um, the logo featuring ET was first shown in gremlins in 1984 but how iconic is it you know it's so so great and it's just great to watch the movie again and see you know that that scene where it where it all started it's amazing it's it's,
1: it's funny because like when you see that logo pop up I and mean, you see the old blue bicycle flying in front of the moon mm. i don't know about you but like i always get a sense of like hey i'm in for a for a good time and the movies always yeah. seem to have well, you know, almost like the, the Amblin sensibility of it, where it's like yeah. there's going to be something. Again, I use the word wholesome. There's going to be something, in you know, like through the eyes of a kid, something wonderful, mm. something mesmerizing. I'm going to see some movie magic here. Yeah. And it's like, it's that logo. And it's, you know, they chose to stick this little alien in this bicycle mm. basket with this kid in a yeah. ghost costume. Or cape or whatever the hell he's got <laughs> as their logo, and it's like, yeah, that works. Yeah, a legacy um, of ET. There it is.
0: <laughs> um, but let's just talk about the boy and his alien, Elliot and ET. Let's just, what do you reckon about the, uh, you know, the dynamic about the, um, you know, how they 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 impact each other a little bit, or I guess ET just impacts Elliot really. Is that really how it is? What's, and their relationship, what do you reckon
1: about it? It is kind of one side, isn't it? It does kind of go in one direction. No, but look, yeah. this is a, at, at its core, this is a very simple story. And it is just like you said then, it's a story about a boy and his alien, mm-hmm. you know, that old mm-hmm. classic tale. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, very and- similar to like a, a boy and his dog or, you know, that boy and whatever pet substitute insert creature there a boy and his dinosaur mm. a boy you know it's a boy and his alien and it could be a girl could yeah. whatever but in this instance it, it's a boy like the the movie's really in like this there's, there's three acts three acts to this to this story and the first part is being introduced to to et being introduced to elliot the two of them meeting um elliot trying to work out what he's meant to do like you know like Using the using the Reese's pieces to lure E.T. into his home and then interacting with him for the first time, keeping it a secret, Mm. trying to work out what do I do with this, you know, like trying to convince people that, you know, like he has seen something, no one's believing him, everyone thinks he's crazy. That whole thing. Mm. Then it's him and his siblings, keeping it from mom. The this is the second act I'm talking about, then the whole We get into the stuff about, like, their connection and how what E.T. is feeling and experiencing also has Elliot feeling that. It creates some funny scenes, but it creates this powerful connection that's, I guess, out of this world. It's something a little bit not really earthbound. And then you get into that traumatizing third act where it's like Mm. E.T. is... He's sick. Something's wrong with him. The government do find... know they've been tracking him but they do find where et is being held they but ironically like they invade and then it's it's the whole thing and then the story of Mm. Elliot and ET their connection you know them being sort of torn apart but also still connected it's you know it kind of comes to comes to a head powerful stuff simple very powerful simple story but like, mm-hmm. there's a lot to it. There's a lot unfolding. There's a lot of emotion, a lot of fun, a lot of heart. Yeah. Um, yeah. And cute kids. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. Now,
0: yeah. <laughs> <now> well. <Walt> must... <laughs> um, so, one thing I'd say about it um, is like, well, so you, you're you're aware of it, but you know, listeners may not be. Um, Spielberg filmed this, filmed it in as cr- like chronological order as as well as close as he could. Um, so what that built over the time is you know, you actually had, you know, the, the child actors, you know, especially Elliot and um, like Henry kind of developed a relationship with the puppet, with E.T. and they, they, acted, they actively, purposefully tried to not have the puppeteers around the kids as much to kind of, con- to create that illusion or reinforce it. So, you know, the emotions kind of continue to heighten as the, as, as the movie goes. And you know when when um, Elliot's saying goodbye to to ET, you know that's one of the last times that they're interacting and they're aware of it. When when Elliot's you know is, you know saying you know the experience like watching ET die and, and going through that, that was one of like they had already known the puppet for quite a while. Um, so it was just a, a really a really clever way of kind of I guess managing um, the cast to get that extra kind of level of depth and connection that they have, you know I, I thought it was very, very clever when I didn't I didn't know that until recently when we were uh, doing some research for this yeah. Um, but the, yeah the, um but their their connection it's it's playful and I really, really like you know you said it at the top that um the story originated from like Spielberg it was he had an imaginary friend when his parents were dealing with their divorce. Um, and that's really. Like, you could just substitute E.T. as Elliot's imaginary friend, you know. Um, and it's just a, a really interesting kind of beautiful way to see a kind of kid oblivious to what's actually happening from an adult perspective. You know, you do see his mum, you know, crying about the dad and Sally in Mexico and all that, but he's more focused on his imaginary friend. And in this case, the alien that's visited him. Um, it's just an intri- a way of him dealing and being oblivious to that other stuff. Like his brother is aware of it, but, but he is not. You know, um, yeah. It's it's and in that connection. Yeah,
1: it's in classic uh, true form of Spielberg to have a film um, um, where where you know the marriage of of parents is in jeopardy or non-existent or yeah. something like that. So of yeah. course it's ever present here. I think it, it's actually it's a key part of the story that the fact that. The father is not present during mm. the set. It is just this single mum. It just, it's just creating this dynamic. You look at the Elliot character and you can see, like, you know, like there. we do have the, the the scene at the school with the other kids, but there's never a moment where it's like, oh, look, here are Elliot's friends. Here are
0: these mm. other kids
1: that he plays with, hangs out with, or, or whatnot. He's very much, you know. There's no dad. There doesn't seem to be any sort of immediate close friend group that we see at all. Yeah, very mm. early on, you see the scene with like, with like the brother and and his mates. You know, they're over there yeah. playing uh, for like a Dungeons and Dragons type. Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. Type thing, and even and they're, they're smoking at, too. Oh, they're, they're smoking, doing, mate. The eighties, yeah. the bloody eighties. But <laughs> even there, like, you know, they let him hang around, but they're not including him. So there's. Elliot's very much isolated. So he's he's actually almost in the perfect sort of solution to mm. sort of create an imaginary friend. And
0: mm-hmm. it's just
1: very ideal that the the E.T. creature is the one that finds him. And and you you, you yeah. get that later on when he, when Elliot is uh screaming, you know, like he came to me.
0: Mm. He came to me. Yeah. It's like, yeah so I'll look after yeah. him. I can look after him. And uh oh yeah oh that third act oh god um so but the um the I mean part part of it is like so you know you got Henry's um you know his acting chops and he's just such a talented young actor um at that point I don't know what he's really done beyond that kind of thing but um also the other part part of it is it was
1: recently in it was recently in um was it The Haunting of Hill House or was it the second one? No, I oh, think.
0: Oh, I did. No, no, was that? Yeah, it was. I read that on, on the filmography. Um, when It was, it was some, some research. But yeah. um, so most of the other things are just small roles here and there. But that one, that was a regular that was a role, good one. I think. Yeah, that was sort of like
1: yeah. him. I'm sure he's done like other things, but that was like a big mm. sort of comeback thing for him. And, of course, he did the commercial. Mm. He did the, the... Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But I've seen um, the, cut. not recently, mm. but it was a while back, and I remember seeing like the audition tape for henry thomas yeah, for this role. yeah um
0: yeah
1: and it's like just this kid sitting at this table and just expressing all this emotion and hurt and sadness Just oh, like yeah. where is this kid drawing this from And it's just yeah i mean look i i took it's... the mic a little bit when i was mentioning like him sort of screaming mm. with excitement and how it's like oh yeah he's drunk but i mean mm. this kid is like i always mention it with kid actors they can it's so easy for them to be horrendous and terrible and
0: yeah, and just absolutely.
1: just no good. So annoying, mm. but no, nah, mm. Henry here he pulls it off as Elliot. It's um, he's a delightful character, and and you feel his pain,
0: both Et and Elliot's pain,
1: when you're watching. this. yeah, so, yeah
0: what a kid. Well, you said um, so the, uh, what was it? The, the production notes. I think mean, if you if you go onto um IMDb, there's some some interesting trivia and bits and pieces. But um, I believe Henry was like channeling the during the audition process, like the loss of his pet or something like that. So that's how he was made, he able to, right, he was able to be in, in that moment. So that's, and he, oh, that tape, is, it is really something else. <laughs> I mean, but even like, yeah, all the scenes that he's in where he's just so emotional, it's such a fantastic performance and just rips your heart out. Like, it's so, yeah, incredible. And what I was going to say as well is, so you do have, yeah, you've got Henry's performance, but then you've also got, ET itself, you know, the puppet, you know, so um, let's talk about that. Let's move, move on to that because part of this is, you know, the human, the kids and they're the way that they're interacting with this thing, but it's also, it's the creativity of this, this puppet and how it's used. Um, And it's, you know, it's, it's old school um, Spielberg style where he uses it minimally and, and, and craftily like you see, You see the hands, like the, um, the hands as, as a, I guess, like the way that they they articulate, like they're, they're, um, I think it was a mime that was wearing them. Um, so, you know, somebody trained, you know, how to kind of express with their hands. And you see a lot more of the hands doing things than you do of the puppet itself in that first act. And it's just a really interesting way of, I guess, introducing, you know, without having to physically show a puppet and its limitations, it's a creative way of doing it. I thought it was brilliant. But the puppet itself, um, I, th- I think I read that there was three different. There was a child actor, or a child, I don't know, an amputee actor, and then two children. There's no, no, it was two, two so was two, li- two little people, two, two people with dwarfism, and then a child, perhaps. I think that's yeah. There's I mean. a.
1: So, the yeah. two little people, Tamara de Trox and Pat Billen, as well as um twelve year old Matthew Demirt, who was born without mm. legs um that's right yeah. so for obviously whatever scene required whatever to be captured, mm. you'd have one of them in the e t well in the in the costume version of of the e t suit um mm. sort of doing doing that but mostly you know we've got an animatronic here like you said certain mm-hmm. kind of puppet things or whether it's just focusing on the hands or just using you know like controlling robotically the the facial features the eyes the mouth and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know great prep work i think for when we eventually a decade later got you know jurassic park you know mm-hmm. using the animatronics and You know, like when they just built the feet or the head or the torso or just having certain shots because it's like you don't need to show the whole thing all at once. Just like with ET, just same thing, just smaller scale.
0: Yeah. Um, But then when you do those 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 few moments where you do see him hopping along, doing his thing, um, you know, or just, you know, being blinded by a flash and falling over or running around and running into the bench or something like that like running with its with its hands in the and air screaming smashed after, by the after, fridge after, door yeah, after, yeah just absolutely hilarious but brilliant like um just bringing bringing something to life the the, the aesthetic of it was really interesting as well cuz yeah it, it's quite ugly right but that mm. was intentional that was intentional um that was part of the the design was to make it um i guess unlovable but then have these big giant eyes that um, that bring in that love, you know? So it's like a contradiction. It's like nobody could love this thing, but then it just expresses so much gentleness um, that, you know, you can't not love it, you know? it's yeah, ugly.
1: It's ugly but cute. And I think with, like, modern viewing technology, you know, like HD, Blu-rays, mm. all sorts, 4K even. Is it on 4K yet? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> I think it is now. It's like... <laughs> yeah. I I just don't remember him being as gross. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I guess like when we were first watching this movie, it would have been on, you know, like, uh, mm. something I've even forgot what they're called. What was it before? Did you analog, like an, on an analog television yeah. set, you know, like yeah. standard definition, VHS, mm. just, you know, blurry. It wasn't like I was watching this the other day and I'm like, was he always like really slimy and like shiny? Mm. Like, why is his hands so wet?
0: <laughs> where, where has his fingers been? <laughs> like, why is why is he gooey? Yeah, damn, damn it! The um, yeah, the the age of HD has really, you know, allowed us to be creeped out by you know just how much detail went but into it.
1: You'd think you'd think like with the higher viewing quality, you would be able to see the imperfections more. But it's like. It just looked more real. And I'm like, damn, this yeah. is, it's like you think, oh, okay, they would have been able to hide a lot of stuff with the lower quality mm. of you know the film presentation, but it's like, nope, it's it's still they still filmed, like still created and then filmed a high quality looking sort of puppet or puppets. And it still looks yeah. good now. Like like you said, they brought them to life. And mm. there's not really one moment in this movie where I don't think little et is real because yeah uh, he's yeah he's there
0: i think i think there's one thing one part where i I don't like it and it's at the start when he's running through the forest and you can tell that it's just a solid thing on a track Mm. um like it's really cool it's really creative as Spielberg cuts to like um et's view where you see the red glow running, like you know, pointing forwards through the ferns, but then when you see him coming from afar, you can tell he's on a rail. Um, like so, yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, that was one only... of the
1: that was one of the scenes yeah. that Spielberg himself critiqued and was like in the special mm. edition, sort of did a little bit mm. different with it. But yeah. you know what? I love yeah. that opening scene with it felt very, mm. it felt very Spielberg in a. I mean, I know we always refer to this movie in a very Jurassic mm. way. I mean, like you said, yeah. you've got the ferns. It's nighttime. Like even when like mm. vehicles approach, and you see like you know close ups of the wheels, and, and yeah, it's just yeah, absolutely. This thing like kind of scurrying through, you know, yeah. the foliage of of the yeah greenery, and I'm just like, yep, <laughs> this man wants oh, to yeah, make man. a monster movie. Like he wants to make yeah. a thing with creatures Mm. and things absolutely like through the jungle um,
0: oh so so good but it was, you know that that actually you know that opening scene where it's introducing the um the botanists is the word i was looking for earlier jason oh there it is yeah yeah because that's all they're doing is they're picking plants and they you see inside their ship and there's lots of weird plants and all this other stuff going on and you're like oh that's fun um so they are just you know they're out they're farmers just kind of walk around collecting new seeds and stuff to be fair, and that's you get, you all know, that
1: we saw. That's all we saw. Maybe just on that mm-hmm. day they were collecting things, but maybe it's on a... other days they collect meat. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> maybe. Maybe they steal children. Yeah, correct. Uh, yeah that's, that's right. Mm. And maybe E.T., you know, is just an, an outlier, and really they like to eat, you know, small children and and, and dogs. Who knows? Um, and but dogs. I choose not to believe that because they definitely chose to eat Reese's pieces and... Um, candy and chips and coke and beer
1: yeah i mean like you said yeah like crossover with men in black they really like sugar
0: (laughs) sugar (laughs) water um yeah fantastic um talking about um you know eating bits and pieces out of the fridge and all that kind of stuff one of the funniest scenes like we talk talk about the family dynamic that we i mean we kind of covered a little bit but one of the funniest scenes I think in the movie is where the mum just is just too busy to notice him, and when he's you know he's walking around, he's drunk, and she opens the door like you said, and it just hits him, <laughs> knocks him over, and she doesn't notice. She's too busy, and and he's at the same time. I keep on say he, but it's it. we don't really, we don't really know what's going on. Well, but... I mean,
1: look, Elliot refers so, to Et as a as a boy. So but... He does
0: he? Yeah, there you go. Okay, we'll take that then. But um. You know, he's walking around like doing things in the kitchen and while she's in the kitchen. It's just a brilliant scene. But that, that family dynamic, like yeah, just a busy mum who's oblivious to what's going on. Like she's she leaves her kids at home when they're sick. That's what you gotta do. She leaves leaves her, her uh, you know, leaves Gertie alone to, to I guess to watch what, what is like, you know, like to just just abandons the kids every now and then. Um, but I like the, de- the dynamic like that you only get to see her face, like she's the only adult that you're really emote with. Mm. Um, but even then, you're seeing, as an adult, you're watching it and you're like, yeah, okay, she's dealing with some shit. But as a kid, you're watching it and she's just, you- you're not really seeing too much from her other than a parent who's running around busy, not paying any attention and not noticing anything.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, a cool, k- interesting dynamic. It's, it's, again, it's that its that point of view from a kid number one, the only mm-hmm. the only adult that we fully see is the mum. From a kid's perspective, it's like the only adult I trust in this world at this age, at this point in time, is my mum or a parent. Yeah, And mm-hmm. I guess it's also interesting, the only scenes we see of the mum are of when a kid is present. It might not necessarily yeah. be Elliot, but it would be, you know, Gertie or, or something. So it's like we yeah. don't see, you know, Mum doesn't go to work, and then we have some scenes of her at work because the kids aren't there; they don't see that. Yeah. It's only within the house what they see, so it's all very again. It's it's that point of view which this movie really mm. captures. Mm. But you know, like that scene with the fridge. Pretty much every scene with Gertie, and it, I feel like there's <laughs> just a lot of fun, enjoyable moments to have. You know, yeah. like he gets knocked out by the fridge. It's like, oh, I want you to meet someone, but I think you killed him already. It's yeah. like. <laughs> It's great. Drew Barrymore. This is yeah. this is her first role, I believe. Is that right?
0: I'm not sure, but yeah. um this I'll could tell you be a,
1: this could be an introducing Drew Barrymore film, but amazing like just delightful and I'm so glad that she became what Drew Barrymore is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That was Gertie, I guess.
0: Keep talking. I'm trying to find her when she first started acting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure this was her first role. But um, I read a few things.
1: This is a while back. I didn't do too much research because I feel like I'd done it previously before. Um, mm-hmm. Spielberg and especially with, with Drew Barrymore specifically, like he made sure that she was... He basically, like, really looked after her and, and really spent a lot of time mm. with her on set just to make sure things were were good, trying to get the, mm. you know, get what he needed out of her, but also being very supportive and, and nice to her, as um, yeah. as any friendly person would be to someone so young in a role. Yeah. Um, Now, Michael. By the way, she... oh, altered,
0: altered States was her first movie two oh, years prior right. to this. This is uh, her I, second. I, I and then her, third, a movie. Movie. her third, <laughs> movie. third movie was Firestarter
1: damn yeah because she was still pretty young in that one wasn't she yeah,
0: good times, she, good yeah she went for she completely changed direction on that one <laughs> so yeah, a little bit
1: dark a little bit darker now michael the the older brother robert mcnaughton do you know what yeah. i find there's a there's an aspect of this character i find really interesting and it's not just the fact that it's mm. like okay it's the older brother and he's got his group of friends and you know the they're, they're kind of douchey but then they sort of come around at the end they're just like yeah we're gonna we don't know what's going on but we Gonna get the bikes. We're gonna do our thing, and it's it's, it's awesome. Yeah. There's, mm. it's just one scene, but okay. Take it, this is the setup of of everything that's going on, right? Mm. Michael's just been introduced at. Yeah. Is it? He's, he's like, okay, this is this is happening. Elliot's, you know, like shown him. And he's like, all, right, all right. Cool. He's in shock. There's, the, you know, he don't know what the hell to do with everything, but he's in agreements mm. with his siblings. They're like, okay, yeah, we've got to keep this quiet for now blah, blah, blah. The movie sort of keeps ticking over. Then there's a scene with him on the bus. The kids around him are wild. Wow. They're animals. They're beastly it's chaos. But it's just chaos. chaos. And he's sitting there quietly, just mm. looking out the window, looking up at the sky, you know, just staring off. Mm. I just find it so interesting. It looks like, You've got Elliot and him and E.T. It's it's more like I just want to protect this thing. I want to look after him. I want to help him. He needs to go home. I'm trying to do the right thing. It's all very sweet, innocent. Michael, Mm. a little bit older, right? He's he's, he's got a few more Mm. years of wiseness, if you want to give him that much credit. Mm. He has the the ability, I suppose, to sit there and actually contemplate. What does the fact that E.T. is here, what does this mean? Like the whole world will Mm. change. Like this is different, like, his whole everything he knows, his understanding of the universe, is different. Yeah. And and it's just this one scene where he gets that moment to have that.
0: It yeah, doesn't say yeah. that's
1: what he's thinking about, but obviously it's implied. And you're watching, as you're like, yeah. Mm. And you obviously and can't then, get that is... from Elliot because he's he's too young.
0: He's mm. got a different
1: focus. Mike you know, yeah. was just like, well,
0: that, that's that's reinforced <laughs> earlier in the movie as well. Um, you know, not to to harp on about um but the the divorce element and the mum dealing with it all, but. Michael is aware that Elliot oversteps the mark talking about the dad and Sally over in New Mexico mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Um and it's a moment where you see you got a young a young man who's like, you know, he can't even reverse a car kind of thing, which is very funny. Um <laughs> but but he's he is very much cognizant of some of the bigger picture that's going on. Um and, you know, and takes that, you know steps into that role to kind of, um, you know, I guess, guide Elliot. Like he originally it starts off with him and his mates teasing him over, a, um, you know, a Dungeons and Dragons table, but then, you know, over the, it becomes more supportive and his friends are kind of end up, you know, end up by, I guess, supporting them on their mission because they, you know, they know, they know it's important. But yeah, it's just interesting to see that little dynamic where he's, you know, he's just a teenager, but he is, he's definitely, high like uh, more you know much more mature than what Elliot and, he, and you can tell that he's engaging in, in the world and viewing all of this slightly more maturely um, even if like you said they don't clearly state it, it you, you get that vibe that's for sure
1: you yeah. know it's it's very interesting
0: mm. you know what else is interesting Jason the government the government is really <laughs> interesting <laughs> oh the and traumatizing I mean third act is the, the, the traumatizing third act but it isn't just that it's also you know when you get introduced to keys at the start and he's called the key, keys because all you see of him is his his keys his key key fob that's attached to his belt
1: yeah um, that's how you know that's the same guy that's the guy from before
0: the same guy and he makes that sound every time he walks like you can hear his keys jingling and all that um we'll him. interestingly <laughs> okay you're a cool name coyote or coyote i don't know i'm gonna say coyote i reckon um but um interestingly he he says something that i didn't notice earlier but i noticed this time is that he's met et before or he's had his own so that's why he's chasing him that's why he's hunting him well he i mean he's obviously in the... he said when he was younger he met him.
1: i i you know i think he's referring more like the opening scene of the movie where it's like he was there oh. when you know the spaceship was there and he knew that E.T. had sort of run off into the woods and, you know, went somewhere. So I I think that's what he was referring to. And then he kind of calls back to like, you know, like uh, throw your mind back to that decade, you know, like the space Mm. race, obviously not that decade, but, you know, like from him as a kid (laughs) would have been like the 60s Mm. and stuff. You get the space race. Yeah. His whole world would have been, you know, space orientated he dreamt yeah he he says he's like i've waited for this moment my whole life you know like i've I've wanted aliens to visit us he wanted this sort of to unfold and and happen and yeah but i think when he's referring to like he came to me he's referring to that opening scene i could be wrong but uh that's Mm -hmm. but um
0: well i'm like i'm not i'm not sure either but um it's um it was yeah it was interesting what I found about interesting about not just keys but just the government in its entirety is you know like so they're always it's sinister they're always faceless we don't really see what's going on um and they're always in the background they're listening in so you you're not quite sure if they're the good guys or the bad guys um but then they mobilize very quickly <laughs> <And> <laughs> so they're so swift, got, like it's they're so swift like they all and they are all you know walking over the hill you know, kind of marching, and so that's very sinister. Uh, especially from like a child's point of view, that's that's the way they're being portrayed. And yeah, it feels like they are the enemy, even though Keys does also say he's like out of all the people who could have found him, I'm so glad it was you. Yeah, but he actually does care, <laughs> even though they're portrayed, like I said, as he does actually care. Um, and um, but. I, it was one thing that it bugged me a little bit was you know how you got all of the community there like standing behind the police line and stuff, and they and you get you get Michael's mates and they're like, yeah, something's definitely not right or something. It's, like, it's such a silly line where it's like something's yeah, there's definitely something wrong. Doesn't one of and them say like, like
1: yeah, they're definitely dead.
0: <laughs> no, no, well, I don't know. If, I don't know if it says that, but I just noticed a line. He repeats it twice. Says that yeah, there's there's something wrong with them or there's something going on. Yeah, something going on, I think the line is. And I'm like, what, you think all the government vehicles and the big, you know, like um quarantined house doesn't give it away, you idiot? You're to go. <laughs> they're just like, being cool. Of course something's wrong. Of course something's not right. Like <laughs> Anyway, Um but, yeah, the government, yeah, they're portrayed as, you know, that sinister look, and even though they do... um come across as saying, you know, Keys is quite gentle um, around it all and, and respectful. Like, you know, they're, they're asking all these weird questions and trying to get to the bottom of it all, and it does feel emotionless and cold, and you could imagine that's, you know, that's the way a kid would interpret it. Um, so it's really well done, I think.
1: You know, I'll, I'll mention this. Like, mm. So, you know, we, we keep talking about, like, this movie is definitely from the perspective of, A child with the kids yeah and you're talking about like the government looking sinister coming over the hill bunch of creeps this is scary they're just invading this home taking over they're hurting Mm -hmm. et they're going to do tests and things on him that's definitely the view i had watching this movie as a child because yeah. this is terrible. Everything that's going on, it's scary. It's, 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 it's like, who are yeah. these people? Like, these are the bad guys. They're faceless villains. They've come mm. in watching this, especially in this most recent viewing. I was really mm. watching it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, they do. Besides, you know, like walking through the door, mm. setting up shop. Besides that, they don't actually do anything wrong. Yeah. They're actually yeah you, you know you meant like Keyes is yeah seems like a pretty nice guy the rest of them though mm. like what are they actually doing to ET they are genuinely trying to save his life they
0: and are, yeah
1: the people in that little yeah that little one little bubble that they've got when it mm. appears that ET has died they're genuinely disheartened and sad I, mm. I this blew my mind watching it in this most recent viewing. Just thinking, mm. this this movie is trying to like paint this picture of these 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 people as like mm. yeah, like they're bad and we're against them because of that point of view from mm. the kids. But if yeah. you're watching it, you're like they're not actually doing anything wrong.
0: No, like just doing their job but they're intimidating yeah. because of the perspective absolutely but ultimately and and they're respectful like you see you yeah. know when e t dies um they leave the room and they give Elliot time you know it's like, like
1: they... it's like a hospital it's like they're the doctors mm. telling the loved ones of a a patient who didn't make it, it it's it's that same sort of mm. respectful approach to it it's like
0: yeah so
1: sorry this is yeah. you know they call time yeah. of death it's very much mm. yeah, like we don't see them doing anything to hurt et or to hurt mm. elliot or to you know they're not like blah, blah, blah. there's not someone's like twisting a mustache even metaphorically or figuratively mm. in the background it's like yeah. it's just the way it's presented it seems scary mm. i
0: love it i yes. love it so much i'm like yes it's, like, it's so, it is so, so well done
1: they're not it's like, it's like
0: yeah it's just it's such a creative way of creating a villain without actually mm-hmm. making us hate you know that we don't need to have a reason to hate them yeah. we have a reason to be scared of them because we don't understand them like but the you know, ast- like, you like got in, an astronaut in- that walks through a door like yeah a NASA terrifying astronaut yeah what and do you know what gonna keep,
1: do? <laughs> do you know what kicks off the point of view of this isn't right the mum mm. the mum says like you know like Get out of my house. Like, you can't be in here. What is, like, what's going on? Yeah, this is she's, my home. Get out of here. She's fighting. Mm. She's pushing back. She then creates this sort of viewpoint, mm. which is the standard, yeah. you know, where we we take him, where it's like, yeah, no, this is wrong. Mm. If she was like, oh, wow, guys in astronaut suits, come on in. Let me make you some coffee. It's yeah. a different point of
0: view. <laughs> like, yeah, it's presented they've... so terrifyingly that but it's just like no, mm. no,
1: no, there's nothing really wrong here. Well like you know, they're
0: coming through the window, they're coming through the door, they're coming through everywhere. Mm. Um and actually to be honest, that is over the top a little bit, but <laughs> it's yeah. Great. Like, um, it's yeah. an alien.
1: <laughs> the world has yeah, changed. Which which I think you know stands by you know, Spielberg's um in you know, decision to in his in the special edition version to remove mm. the guns. Because it's like, yeah. no, they're not mm. antagonistic. They're not the villains, but they are. Mm. They are preventing ET from getting home, and mm. we need to. We need to work around that. But they're not. You know, they're not pointing guns at kids. That's not what they are. Yeah. They, they're just a barrier. They need to mm. sort of, or a hurdle even yeah. then we we, we we you know we get to the end of the movie and again let's mm. keep this trauma going let's keep those heart oh. tearing ripping punches to the chest mm. feelings happening the goodbye to, oh. to ET and you know you mentioned the um, you know the chronological filming of this of this movie yeah it's um you know like when you know Gertie's saying goodbye to ET like yeah that that hurts that hurts a lot because you can see yeah. in little little Drew's eyes that she mm. truly is believing that she's never going to see Etienne again and he's going to go home. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah. But then, of course, we get to it's... Elliot and it's mm. and it's just like I'll mm. be right here, which is. A, yeah, you know, a line that's said repeatedly by Elliot. Oh, he says
0: that a couple of times. Well Elliot, Elliot, Elliot says it when E.T.'s on his deathbed. He says, I'll be right here. He said it T. earlier. He said yeah. it earlier.
1: You know, it's not as emotional, but you know, he says it earlier in the mm. film where it's like, I'll be right here. And then later, yeah. you know, like, yeah, when it's deathbed time and it's it's like, mm. I'll be right here. And then E.T. Yeah. E. says it, I'll be right
0: here. Oh, God, man. Like, oh, God, yeah. oh, God. It is so, so good. <laughs> it, is, it is really, truly amazing. Um, and, and, you know, yeah, that third act, just punching, you know, between E.T. washing up in a riverbed with a raccoon climbing on him, then, you know, the government takeover and the, the, the death scene. But then it just turns to pure elation when he turns out he's alive, Again, and he's, he's I and mean, yeah, he's like... like the flowers start blooming, and everyone's reacting. Like, you, you get the you get the you get Michael falling asleep in the closet, you know, and like it's just everybody deals with it. That there's a sad, like, it's true, they've, they've mm-hmm. lost him, and then it switches. And then you get a moment of like excited panic, and they're like, We've got to get him home, they're coming, they're going, and you know, and that's when you get. They're all on the bikes and you can got clearly stunt people riding bikes because it's definitely not <laughs> Elliot. <Yeah. laughs> um, it's brilliant though. Um, and you get that score. And that's the next thing that we should move into is like throughout this whole movie, like that score like, comes and goes, but it's just so iconic, so identifiable. Oh, well. I have to admit.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I was going to say, the um, when I watched it, I watched it with my in-laws as well. Um, and my, my father-in-law actually mistook it for um, Superman theme. Um, he heard it and he, and he said, oh, it's interesting because they've got other move, movies, film like films, scores in here um, like, around this time. Is that, is that just a pop culture reference? And I was going, no, no, no. You're just recognising the E.T. score right now. Like, it is so iconic. It's such a, it's something that you can just, uh, people, if you haven't even watched the movie for 20 years, you're mm-hmm. still... We we'll still remember it. It's John Williams. So, at
1: least he was, mm. you know, he heard. He heard beats. And look, you know what? When I hear the Superman thing, mm. I can, like, my mind, I visually see flight. I see flying. I see the, mm. like, the Superman in the in, sky, in, in, you know, taking off. Mm. The same thing happens with the ET score. I see yeah. bicycles and I yeah. see them flying so I mean yep. there's something I, absolutely
0: yeah. but it's always
1: this scene the scene that we we're just talking about you know like the kids yeah. on bikes and hey how 80s can this movie be it's, it's, mm. you know kids on bikes <laughs> meet around the ballad get the bikes <laughs>
0: Yeah. It's and then, oh, just flying. It, you, you know, it definitely 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 hasn't aged too well um the uh the, you know the green screen or blue screen or whatever um elements to all of that. But you shut your You just don't you, just don't <laughs> you, no, no, you just don't care. You don't. Like, like, you're in the moment. You don't, you, you just can't and it is just such
1: a iconic There's nothing moment. like there's nothing like watching a kid like outrun some sort of car. Whether it's Wally's mm. car, like a bad guy in a car, on a bicycle yeah. running through a small yeah. little California town, like <laughs> over little yeah. and hills and little sand yeah. dunes, it's amazing. And then throw in that John Williams score, like mm. yeah. oh, when they take off, it's it's great.
0: Yeah. Like I was actually listening to it today. Uh, you know, I just put it on. Um, in two thousand and two, I think they re-released the the soundtrack or they remastered it. Um. And so that's what's on that's what you'll probably find on Spotify if you look for it. Oh, so the twentieth
1: um, anniversary, I guess.
0: I guess so, yeah. Yeah. So they remastered it for that, and that's what's that's what's available. And it's just brilliant. Oh gosh. So that's added to my list for sure. But John <laughs> Williams, you can't you can't you can't do wrong, can you? you know? Um it's gonna be a sad day when there's no more John Williams. But, in do the you know, world. the
1: man is not is he he's ninety he might be ninety, but he might be ninety something.
0: Yeah, he's probably the man. We could probably is in his (laughs) nineties.
1: Yeah, we could we could look him up right now. We could we could we could we
0: could indeed just just talk amongst yourself for a second, mate. (laughs) Um, He's ninety years old. Oh man, he's He's just an absolute legend. But I was I was yeah. So anyway, once again, I was listening to um, listening all day. I had that playing in the background. Um, It was yeah. It was good. It was a good day today. Very good day. It was a good day. All right. Well, I mean, I, I, I've 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 said everything I need to say, Jason. you have anything else to say about this
1: one? I'm sure there'll probably be another point or something that I'll bring into my rating. I'm we'll raise, sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you know, speak, speaking of, let's let's get into it. Um, out out of out of our five VHS tapes, I think you should go first. To be honest,
1: I honestly didn't know where before this most recent viewing. Yeah, because mm. it had been a it had been a, a few years since I had watched this movie, and I, as I mentioned, yeah. it's not one I'm frequently going back to on purpose. It'll just be like ugh, something I'll like feel like it or something. You know, all time or someone will really mention yeah. it, or I'll hear the score and I'm like, you know what, let's chuck an ET. So I didn't yeah. really know where I'd land, and I feel like this mm. most recent viewing was the most mature look that I've had at this film. But just to contradict exactly what I just said, I just had mm. such, again, that word, a wholesome child wonder kind of experience mm-hmm. with it once again. Um, yeah. And I'm coming out of it thrilled, enjoyed, like mm. overwhelmed. Having chatted to you about it as well, just confirmed that this is the number I want to give mm. it. I'm giving it the yeah. big fat five.
0: Yeah, nice. It's about one. five out
1: of five. Um, you know, it's, it, it's deserved. It's 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 there, man. It's it's yeah. there. I mean, like you said, like you could critique it for, you know, knock some marks off for maybe like, you know, maybe that one shot didn't look quite right, or maybe that it, it doesn't matter. E. T. looks real. The flying on the bikes looks real. I'm there for it. I believe in. Mm. Um, I believe E. Yeah. T. is a real creature character. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, like maybe there is one shot or two of Elliot maybe over (laughs) performing Mm -hmm. or something. It doesn't matter. He's a delightful kid. He cares for this little creature, and you're rooting Mm -hmm. for him. There's such a creative direction in this film, by not including Mm -hmm. like the upper halves of most most of the adults, having that perspective from the kids. This is a movie through their eyes, and I feel Mm -hmm. like when i'm you know when i'm eventually actually 40 or beyond those years watching this movie again i'm gonna be watching this as a kid again mm. and that's that's yeah. the magic of film right there so there's the there's the five out of five for you yeah. all right top well, that uh, <laughs> man. like I I, I I don't
0: think i can like like the truth is, like, you know, that was a good rating, wasn't it? This is <laughs> this is it was, it bloody was. It really was. It's well said. Well said, sir. Thank you. Um so I'm I'm yeah, not gonna beat around it. It's it's a five out of five for me. Now I, I did I wanna just quickly clarify. I know I pointed out a couple of, you know, things that don't age as well, but we are talking forty years and also the reason why I wouldn't take marks off them is I didn't give two shits exactly <laughs> watching it exactly. whereas sometimes it does pull you out whereas this is just such a magical experience that it doesn't matter like there was in the um uh, you know, at the start when you get AT um, goes over the edge of that little hill towards the town and then you get people walking up with their um, torches you can tell that they're not looking on the tor- they're on green screens those guys walking around on torches they're not there in that on that set right but they're also superimposed to be slightly larger than life and that just adds to it anyway like that anonymity and the sinisterness of it so it doesn't really it doesn't take you away from it just it's just it's just a layer to it it's fine but what i would say is right when we were watching this like my wife and i were like humming the tune as the kids are flying in their bikes and we were just laughing, like, you know, having a giggle when E.T.'s screaming around the house with his hands in the air, chasing or running <laughs> away or trying to hide with Drew Barrymore, who is screaming at him, and he's still screaming as he's hiding with her. It's just it's brilliant. And it's all, sla- like, a bit slapsticky, and and Spielberg's just an absolute master. At, yeah, not necessarily having to show something like, you know, there's a bit of mystery around it. You like you only see those really well articulated hands um, as a first introduction. You don't see ET too much interacting with Elliot. You see him throw a ball out first, and then catching Reese's well, what looks like M and M's, but they're Reese's pieces, and like it's just a really great way of, I guess, of just creating a vibe and a bit of mystery and not putting all your cards on the table too much and take, p- pushing people along for a ride. That's really, a, it's a brilliant way of doing it. Um, and the idea of having a, uh, a child's view of the world as you know, uh, in your, as a storytelling kind of mechanic it's, or technique, it's that I can't really think of too many other examples that do that well I'm, I'm sure there pl- probably are, but like most kids' movies, are just kids' movies. But they're not—they're not a more in-depth story <laughs> that has a lot more like nuance to it, and adult things happening that the kids just aren't paying attention to. You know, they're just not in there. Anyway, so it's a five out of five for me. It's a five out of five, a hundred percent. And I—I I can't see—I can't see myself in twenty years' time not giving it a five out of five either.
1: And do you know what? Because you mentioned M Ms. I figured one last yeah. fun fact for everybody before we before we sign off. Um, it was originally written that the the chocolate, the confectory that Elliot uses to lure yes, was that's right. meant to be yeah. M&M's. But the Mars yeah. Company, uh, mm. they declined to have M&M's be used because they thought the movie might be a little bit too scary, and all yeah. that kind of yeah. element. So they are like, no. nah, they didn't want to associate with you their product with that so they will we'll keep our distance then they were like okay yeah. let's use Reese's Pieces because like you said similar to m ms mm. <laughs> so yeah. same effect but that,
0: but interestingly I, I did read that as well actually um thought about that actually but Reese's Pieces I think their stock price or their product sales or something went up like 60 percent that year <laughs> because of that so too bad M&M's or if, Mars if I, or whoever owns them if yeah. I
1: liked peanut butter flavored chocolate I would Buy reese's pieces but i mean i like peanut
0: butter
1: would you not would you not eat m&ms like the peanut m&ms i know like i like peanut m&ms i like peanut butter i like chocolate but like reese's pieces it's like peanut butter flavored chocolate yeah it's okay it's a little bit different (laughs) it's it's like it's different to a a nut in a chocolate it's it's like Nutty. I don't even know if you can I don't even know if you can get them here, can
0: you? It's, you can it's get in the like, States, but it's not here. I
1: think you can get like you can get the Reese's like peanut butter cups. But these pieces are like the smaller ones, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's a anyway, different conversation, <laughs> it is indeed. And that, this episode is sponsored was... by Reese's
0: pieces, <laughs> yeah, but not MM's, not, um, the, the, not Mars, not MM's Mars. or the Mars company
1: because they declined. We asked, yeah, approached them, they said, No, your podcast is too. shit. Uh... <laughs> yeah.
0: and speaking of podcasts, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that was our rewind for 1982s. ET the extraterrestrial.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we we hope you enjoyed this episode of Rewind and Review. As always, we'll remind you that any feedback, either positive or negative, or any rewind requests, can be sent to us via email at that at gmail.com. Yep,
0: yeah, or you can reach out to us on either that filmstrew or rewind reduce Facebook pages and like and follow these pages while you're at it.
1: Subscribe and leave us a review on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts as it does help others like yourself find the podcast.
0: Yeah. Um, All right, cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) This has been another episode of Rewind Review, and we'll see you on our next trip. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.
1: I'll be right here. Oh, oh. <laughs> that, that's a terrible ET impression, No, that was good. No, it's good.
0: that's about as good as I could do it. I you do give it, it, it a shot. Better.
1: If yours is better, I'll put yours in.
0: I'll be right here. Something like that. Pretty scary. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's why Miles won't sponsor us. <laughs>